Hello, good afternoon. Welcome once again to this episode of the Last Trip Africa podcast. My name is Alex Taremwa. I'm sitting in for Bella Twine, who is the usual host, and Francis Mukule, as usual, is behind the production. On this series, we are interviewing people who are doing amazing work in the climate change space. The theme we've called that series is Your Hand in Combating Climate Change. This series is brought to you by Africa No Filter, the Mastercard Foundation, and the Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors Group. Today, I am privileged to host one of the amazing ladies in Uganda who is trailblazing the area of plastic recycling. Her name is Faith Aweko. She's the CEO and founder of Reform Africa. I've met Faith in a series of conversations and she's been featured in so many media stories, both locally and globally. And I'm privileged to have her on the show today. Faith, you're most welcome to the Last Africa podcast. How are you today? I'm well. It's a pleasure that you made the time to join us. Just to sort of catch you up, this theme, your hand in combating climate change, features people like yourself who are doing amazing work, uh, not just in Uganda, but also in Africa, to try and overturn the deficit of climate change and its hazards as we've come to see them. The other day, when it rained, I think it was on Monday, and there was a lot of flooding in Kampala. And I remember when we were in Nairobi, you said one of the areas that gave you inspiration to start this uh, social enterprise called Reform Africa was because of that one night when you woke up and it was raining and you spent the most part of it trying to get the water out of the house. Would you take us back on memory lane and paint for us how that night was for you? Okay, so I grew up in one of the slum areas here in Kampala, that is Naguru Godown. And every time it rains, our houses and the whole neighborhood would flood, uh, of course, due to the heavy rains. But later on, I realized it's not just because of the heavy rains, but it's because of the poor waste management in the area. Because uh, every time it rains is when my family and people around would would dispose plastic in the trenches. And we all know the plastic bags, the caveras, close the trenches. So this caused the recurring flooding. Not take away the fact that, of course, one of the causes of flooding is poor waste management, but also poor planning. Last Monday, when it rained, most of the places that were flooding were the ones that in Lugogo, years back, that used to be a swampy area. So most cases, there's no drainage or there's no proper drainage. And of course, the water always has particular places where it passes. So it doesn't matter if you build and restructure unless you really have proper drainage, which we do not have here in Uganda. It is difficult. And for also the proper drainage that the government, of course, has really done its best. If you see in Bwaise, the drainage channels are really quite big, but you find they are filled with sand, plastic bottles and plastic bags because of lack of sensitization, especially when they are building the drainage channels to really sensitize people about the poor waste uh, management in the areas or to even provide um, waste management services direct to people. Because if you find most of those places in the slum areas, if you look at Boise or even Naguru, the trucks don't reach 
deep down to pick uh, the waste and because people mix up organic and inorganic waste together it becomes really heavy to lift it because they are required to bring it by the roadside but most cases the roadside is quite far or by the market side where KCCA picks up so people just resort to disposing the waste the trenches not knowing that because for them in their mind they think if I pour this waste in the trench it's going to go away but it really actually doesn't go far uh, when the plastic bags close the trenches there is flooding okay. and like an entrepreneur at what point did you see that waste as an opportunity to create an enterprise that now is reform africa that was in 2018 around 2017 i think that was around sep- september i joined an entrepreneurship academy to to learn about business because i was doing something totally different i was making jewelry and clothing out of um, like from scratch and then i just wanted to just better my entrepreneurship skills and craft because a friend had recommended that i would go for such a program to really like polish uh, what i do so when i went there i got introduced to a totally different world of social entrepreneurship which i really had no idea about so i learned about social entrepreneurship i learned about solving problems and you know also using our past challenges and turning them into opportunities so that is how in 2018 I started to research about flooding <laughs> in in Uganda with a case study of Kampala and I realized you know there is more to flooding there is plastic pollution and then you know it just hit me back to realize I was actually part of the problem I know that the drainage channels in Kampala have continued to be one of the major contributors to the flooding in Kampala and we have had several back and forth with the government with the players like nema campaigns by kcca on recycling cleaning cleaning up all these drained channels but we still don't get much success from that area there've been a ban on cover the plastic bag i think twice or thrice as far as i can recall but if i walked out of this building it's probably the first thing i will encounter how have you found have you navigated that area to try and create amazing products like I've seen some of your bags from this trash my friend calls it cash from trash yeah cash from trash yeah adding value to trash so i think of course yes nema has really and and continues to do um, amazing work but i think where um, they fail is to involve actually people maybe like reform africa or people who are directly involved with the waste because people just do not understand if you tell them plastic takes 500 years to decompose you know so everyone will be like oh i will really be dead even maybe my kids and grandkids will be dead so it's nothing much but we have to to try and explain it's not the harder way but the simplest way and break it down to people from the moment you drink the water bottle then it starts to decompose slowly by the time it is you know those years it's already in smaller particles but again also as you can see we see that water like on the plastic bottles it has an expiry date but water really doesn't expire but of course it's because the, the plastic uh, bottle is toxic and then also people don't get to understand that because i've seen people reusing like those ladies reuse and put juice in the plastic bottles which is really dangerous because they've just picked it off the streets not because it is dirty but if of course plastic is left out there in the heat it's now actually very toxic 
So people people need to understand. We need to explain to people more in those terms, and then also adding value to trash. You know, it will take it takes time to sensitize people, but again, if you can incentivize them with um, the plastic bottles that you bring out or, or the plastic bags you bring, then you pay them a decent income. I think then people would really see that you know uh, there is value in trash, and everyone would want to even like pick any trash out there even if it's not their trash so that means even people who have their trash would want to keep it and then also showcasing innovations around plastics so that people can really get to see what, what can be made and also providing alternatives to uh you know there is campaigns of Tuvek Cavera, but you know they are not providing alternatives to the plastic straws or to the plastic so really providing alternatives and because plastic is a very cheaper material and you know even if you buy uh, uh, a slice of watermelon for 500 they'll still give you a plastic bag so that is how we know it is cheap okay so let's talk about the innovation that you have created from these plastic bags i'm just gonna ask my producer to pass me it's your bag one of the amazing products that you've come up with, I'm sure it's not the only one. I've seen smaller travel bags, I've seen... So tell us about the wide range of products that you guys do at Reform Uganda, from Africa, the prices of how much these are, where people can find, find them, and what goes into the production process of this so that if you, you inspire someone out there to also do something similar somewhere, What's the mechanics of putting such? Together? I'll start with the first question. Our products ranges from uh, ten thousand to hundred thousand. So we do have varieties of bags. We majorly do produce bags, but we also do other custom items. So we do have toiletry bags, wallets, uh, school bags, backpacks, travel bags, gym bags, and we also take customized orders of bags as well and we do work with women who collect plastic from the landfill you might be asking of course why work with women but the biggest percentage 80 percent of uh, uh, waste pickers at the landfills are women we do work with women who are collecting the plastics they sort for us and then it's brought to our production place where we wash heat press the plastic to a sustainable material we'd press between 15 to 30 plastic bags depending on what we are going to make and and that that is what is used for making our bags and different accessories and we also work with uh, youths who who we have trained not necessarily trained <laughs> they they already know how to make the bags so we just polish their skills and then they are the ones who design and make the bags what do you feel has been the impact of yourself and your organization in the communities where you do this work? You just mentioned the jobs that create now in, in the value chain, but on the grand scale of things, for example, in the recycling space, what do you feel has been your impact thus far? On like job creation, of course, the first person providing a job for myself, but also uh, providing a livelihood for the women and the youths that we work with. Um, knowing that my uh, livelihood and the livelihood of, of the people that we work with entirely depends on on the success like of the business. For every bag that we produce that is plastic, that has single-use plastic that has been given a second life, 
and you know each bag carries a story and just helping to reduce plastic that ends up in the landfill and also really trying to provide innovative uh, ways of how to deal with plastic pollution on a larger scale you have achieved some success with your social enterprise raised some good amounts of money what do you feel is your vision for the organization now where do you want it to grow into have you thought about crossing maybe borders to do some work in other african countries maximize the impact within uganda before you can being a center of education to the world or maybe uganda because for every bag like i said that we make it carries a story so people really get to see that there is value in trash and and they can innovate solutions around environmental sustainability so that we can move away from a linear economy to a more circular economy where all the waste is recycled but uh yeah like using recycled materials we would of course want to uh, maximize the impact here in Uganda but also have our doors open for other people to come and learn about recycling and innovation and uh we want to be an innovative space in the future where you know we are innovating um solutions around environmental sustainability currently we are working with um plastic bags the caveras but of course we also want to move to recycling the harder plastic and really see um what products can be made enough about the plastics let's get some insight about you as as a person now what's keeps you with the fire burning what gives you the impetus to wake up in the morning and keep doing this work that most people would say is not exactly the most interesting you could be chilling slaying like they call it what drives that passion within you to continue doing not so clean work i think my innovative mindset i just love how my mind uh, things or uh, what goes in, in my mind and um because at the university I studied economics and statistics and I've had to um to drop out of my internship to really because I just couldn't see myself not using my creative mindset or my hands to innovate I also do design 95% of of the patterns of the bags because i just find you know my mind is always just thinking and one thing of course that keeps my creative spark is colors you know looking at buildings and symmetry for me it just expands my mind more and one of the biggest strengths that uh faith has leveraging on social media as a platform to push not just her work but her products as well i would encourage you to use this time to find faith awako on all social media platforms and give high follow reform africa as well uh, we are last drop africa on all platforms too so check us out our website is lastdropafrica.org we have so many other episodes going on last week we interviewed good people at chira motors who are doing amazing work in the immobility space If you missed that episode you can still find it on our platforms for now as we close i have to ask you one more question faith if you met regular teenager i'm not going to say girl but by regular teenager in uganda and they asked you what they would do to help the environment recover faster what would you tell them what is the quickest accessible climate solution that they can do without having to spend money 
I think um, usually what I tell um, teenagers is to like there is no plan to be there is no plan to be but also really be keen when you are given uh, uh, if you go to a supermarket you know do I need all the 10 caveras because yeah um, we have a tendency of you can buy if you buy soap oil this they'll put each and everything yeah do I need like all the 10 or do I need only one and and really try and yeah so that is one way of avoiding um, unnecessary uh, trash but also open their mind to visit most teenagers do not know how a landfill looks like most of them think oh plastic is picked from home trash is picked from home and it is disposed but if they can go and see how a landfill looks like then maybe their choices would be different to try and see that and to also really get to understand of course these are bigger terms for teenagers to really see but we are recycling less than one percent of the plastic we produce in uganda well that's a damning statistic i have visited a landfill myself if you're not initiated that this is a place where all the garbage that is collected from within wherever you live is taken sorted some decomposed others turned into so many things it's quite humbling if you visit places like that and see the people who work there and every day they come try and find a livelihood because of the choices that we make in our musicals somewhere in Chiwatuli and Nigeria. So thank you for being part of this growing family. You can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, now which is moving to YouTube Music and on our website. Thank you to our sponsors, African No Filter, the Mastercard Foundation, and Rockefeller Philanthropy Group. My name has been Alex Tarema. We'll see you in the next episode out of that place.